The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea that brings in a haul of all kinds. When it is full, the fishermen haul it ashore. Then sitting down, they collect the good ones in a basket and throw away those that are no use. This is how it will be at the end of time. The angels will appear and separate the wicked from the just to throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Have you understood all this? They said, yes. And he said to them, well then, every scribe who becomes a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his storeroom things both old and new. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left the district. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let's have a seat. Okay. So, question one. Was God speaking to you? Even if you weren't listening? <laughs> They're like, uh, the answer is yes. Okay. Um, so what did he say? Because I'm always baffled. You know, the readings that we have, you know that they weren't just picked this morning, you know? The church has organized the scriptures into what we call the lectionary. Have you ever heard that word? Yeah, the lectionary. So, the, so that's not a Bible, obviously. It's a little folder. But even if we had the, the lectionary, that's not a Bible. We're not reading the Bible from start to finish. That's not what we do at Mass. At Mass, the church has very prayerfully organized like things old and new, you know? All of the heritage of the Jews, all of their ancient stuff. Moses walking through the desert and they've built the tabernacle. Did you hear that story? And God gives all the dimensions um, of what this tabernacle is meant to look like because the tabernacle is symbolic of really something else. I'll say a little bit about that in a second. But, but the fact is the church, and by that I mean literally Pope Francis and all the bishops everywhere, including Bishop Michael, they want us to hear that and to be nourished by it today because everyone's hearing that today okay if there's catholics gathering in mexico or antarctica they just heard what you heard that's interesting it means okay we're all meant to hear the same thing what did we hear okay are you familiar with the story of exodus in in general yeah no you know a guy named moses okay do you know what he did for israel what did he do he what he split the Dead Sea. Good, like, like uh, we were split this morning. Um, and he, he liberated Israel from slavery, right? So without getting into a lot of detail, Moses was um, a liberator. He was a kind of a savior figure for these people when they were in their hardest time. Um, and he was their leader and their guide. And also, get this word in your mind, he was their mediator. Can everyone say mediator? A mediator is someone who stands in the middle, right? So you've got all the people here, and you've got God invisibly here, and then you've got Moses in the middle, and they can see him, and, and he's communicating with God and with them. And, and oftentimes, like, God would show himself in pretty dramatic ways, like um, when Moses went to get the Ten Commandments. Do you remember that scene? There's this mountain that looks like Mordor. You know, there's, like, fire and lightning and all sorts of extravagant stuff. And the people are like, Moses, we're pretty terrified right now. You go and talk to God and tell us what he said, right? And that's what he did. He goes and disappears into the storm cloud and they can't see him anymore. And they're like, well, maybe he's dead. <laughs> he's not dead. Um, he's, he's mediating for them, right? Um, but God is, God is magnificent. 
God can't be contained in this world. You know that, right? <laughs> like, like there's no room, so to, so to speak, that's big enough for God. Because God is not like other stuff, you know? God is um, utterly, we would use the word transcendent. He's like utterly above everything, literally everything. Um, and everything hangs on God for its existence. Anyway, then you've got this story of the tabernacle, which is interesting because a tabernacle is a tent. That's what it is. Um, when God tabernacles with his people, which he did in ancient times and which he still does now, he's literally pitching a tent with them. He's like, oh yeah, I'll camp out with you guys. <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? I think it's awesome. So he says, build this tent and I'll dwell with you. Um, now the tent is just a tent, kind of who cares? But listen to this, that psalm, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. The good thing about it is God's with us. You know, God actually comes and he comes somewhere. He's not just everywhere vaguely. He's literally somewhere. Um, when you go into a church, what's the first thing you see in a Catholic church? Yeah, okay, that might be the most attention-grabbing thing. What's the first thing you look for, though? The little red lamp next to it. Yeah, we are looking for the Eucharist. And the Eucharist is in the tabernacle, unless Mass is literally going on right then and there. Um, if you go into a church and nothing's happening, then there's a tabernacle, uh, usually behind the altar somewhere, or sometimes there's a chapel elsewhere in the church, and the tabernacle's there. A little tent is there, which means God has pitched his tent in the church. Isn't that cool? That's why we walk in there and we genuflect because we're like, hey, we recognize someone's actually here. It's not an empty church, but God is here. How lovely is your dwelling place where you've, where you've decided to go? Sometimes um, when people are sick and we take communion to them, we take what's called a little pix. It's like a little um, gold container with just one or two or three pieces, pieces of the communion in it. And I went to a family um, not long ago and a little girl, a little younger than you guys, um, I took it out for her mum and her grandma. And she said, oh, is that like a little tabernacle? And it's like, yeah, it is actually. It's a little tent where God has pitched himself. This is really cool, okay? This is, this is sort of how our sacraments work. It's like God wants to be with us, but not just vaguely, not just in the air, not just in our emotions, but tangibly. Like he wants you to literally touch and feel him, even though... God doesn't have a body, <laughs> but he makes it so that he does, so that you can be embraced. You can touch and feel um, literally that he's there. Okay. Um, then finally, <clears throat> we come to the parables. I'm going to finish with this. But do, you're familiar with the parables, yeah? You've heard parables before? This is the last of them. Um, what are some other ones that you remember? Think of the parables that Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Remember that one? Yeah? Then also the Good Samaritan? Yes, that's a parable. It's a different kind of parable, but yes, absolutely. Um, well, the kingdom of heaven is like seeds sown on, on the, by the path and in the thorny ground. Remember that one? Or um, what's the other thing? In shallow, rocky ground and in good soil, etc., etc. All these parables. Okay, the point of this is that God is doing something mysterious with us. The kingdom of heaven is a bit like God himself. It's invisible. It's hidden. But that doesn't mean we're not allowed to touch it. In fact, we have to touch upon it. We have to find ways to say, Lord, how lovely is your dwelling place? Like, I actually want to be there with you. Um, 
that's one thing that we're doing here at Mass. We're gathering as church, which means we become the tabernacle. Think about that. God is pitching a tent and it's you. <laughs> Um, so that he can be in your midst. How lovely is that dwelling place? You people are beautiful. Did you know you're created in the image and likeness of God? Have you heard that before? Hands up if you have heard that. <laughs> Hands up if you have not heard that. Okay, well now you have, okay? You're created. Go read the thir- second, second or third chapter of Genesis. You're made in the image of God. And it's like, but God's invisible. Am I made in the image of invisibility? <laughs> um, kind of, kind of. Um, the point is not what you look like necessarily. The point is you have so much value, we couldn't even begin to describe it. Like, like if we took every single thing in the world and sold it and we had this gigantic stack of money and we're like, hmm, what's more precious, that or one of you guys? Guess what? <laughs> it's one of you guys, one of you, let alone the whole group of us. We are infinitely precious. You're so valuable. It's, it just, it's impossible to understand. But you're made in the image of God. And we worship God. Therefore, we don't worship you, but we treat you pretty special. Okay? Pretty special. Let's just close our eyes for a second now. Because God has desired to pitch his tent and to dwell among us. He comes to speak with us. He even comes to feed us. To give us his own precious body.